1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tina Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Okay, you guys, this is one of those days where I get to bring a guest on the show. I did warn Pam that sometimes I just get a little bit too curious and I start thinking about myself when I'm asking questions and I get a little greedy on information from the person. Uh, But I promise I will make this episode one that is so value-packed for you as the audience along with myself a little bit too. So Pam Thompson, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I just love to give the the listeners a little bit of insight in how we met. And I just think how people meet uh, is super fun to hear because you never know, like, how did you get here? How did you two get connected? And what I, just a simple, like a lot of people that I meet, it's through networking. So uh, Pam and I happen to be in the same room at the same time. Uh, networking and she spoke up about what her expertise was and I like raised my hand I'm like oh my gosh I need that expertise in my life we ran into each other again she asked me if I needed an, a podcast uh, guest and I was like oh, yes please this is a topic I want to discuss and you might be wondering okay Dina what topic are we what what are you so excited about? Like, what topic do we want to hear? And it's one that you don't hear or you haven't heard, I guess, a lot on this show, although it is a huge passion of mine. It's parenting. So Pam is, Pam, would you call yourself a parenting coach? Yep. That's what I call yeah. myself. A parenting okay, coach. great. Yep. Mm-hmm. And her business is called Cords of Hope Coaching. And so I will make sure that I put links and all the things so you know how to find uh, Pam and can contact her or whatnot if this is an area that you want to even know more and more about. But Pam, thank you so much for being on the show. So my first question to you is, what got you to this point? Like why parenting coaching? And I guess, you know, we can assume you're a parent, uh, but what got you to this point that you're here today doing this? Yeah, well, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> so I'll try to make it short, Yeah, but um, I am a parent and I also went to school to work with parents. And so uh, I started as a parent and I did pretty well. I Mm kind of knew what I was doing. I was pretty confident about what I was doing. And then I had two girls in my life come into my life that were uh, a preschooler and a baby when they came into my life, but they had some extreme developmental trauma in their lives. They had a really tough life and they were in and out of my home from the time they were little. And now they're young adults. So they've been in and out of my home for a a lot of years. And I knew what I was doing with typical kids and they came in and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of research on trauma and how to work with kids with trauma, how to parent kids with trauma. And then I hit a point where one of the girls was living in my home and I just needed some objective help 
Mm-hmm. Somebody who could talk me through a couple of big issues that I was going through and found somebody who was a parent coach. And it was really hard to find at that point. Yeah. And, but I found somebody yeah. <clears throat> who would talk me through Although it. this is what you do to me, finding a parent coach somewhere along the line isn't someone that I show up at every networking group and see a parent coach. So right. I would say it still is something that is like not, not common. Like I don't, you know, searching parent coach. I don't even know if someone would know to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I've seen many either yeah. around. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so I totally agree. There yeah. still aren't many. Yeah. And so at that point, I thought when I got the help, I thought, well, if I need help, maybe there's other people who need help and maybe I could do that someday. Mm-hmm. And so that started me thinking about it. A few years later, I started thinking about it again. And I found, I saw an article on Facebook, clicked through to the website, saw they had coaching, wondered, hmm, I wonder what they do. And then saw they did a coaching certification program. And so I read their, their information and I pretty much immediately signed up for the program that this is what I want to do. This is amazing. This is going to help so many people. Mm -hmm. And the wonderful, well, one of the wonderful parts of it is that I have two adult children and then these two bonus girls, but it uh, just a couple of tweaks has changed my relationship with my daughter. That's amazing. It is amazing. And, and yeah, we have a much more connected relationship now. I am much better able to parent her and have a relationship with her. I wish I would have known this stuff when my kids were little, mm-hmm. because it would have made a difference in my parenting with my own kids. Even though I did okay, these these this information, this heart work, this these techniques are are so good with kids. Yeah, I love that. So I'm always fascinated when people uh, decide to get a certification. I think it's really powerful. It adds like a lot of value behind it. I'm curious, did you look for other certifications or you landed on one and you're like, check mark, this, this is all the things I want. Well, uh, about four months before I found this, I had come across a college that offered a parent coach certification program. And I looked into it and it was not the right fit. Okay. So I just were able to like eliminate some pieces and help you make decisions for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the right time and it wasn't the right fit. And I did, I really, I, I talked with the woman who ran it for a couple of hours, a few hours, talked with her personally and asked her a lot of questions about it and just decided it wasn't the right thing for me. And at that point, I really didn't know what I was looking for. I just knew that that wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So another thing, as I heard you speak about what you do, I always love when there's a process. And it it makes me think, because of course, someone that has, you know, um, you came from a certification, they have to have some sort of like good process because that's what they're selling. Right. So then you get to turn around and then teach that process. Right. And what you call it is your four messages. And so you have kind of like these different pillars within your business. And they were just like really fascinating to me that they were like super detailed. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. 
I'm I'm curious. So would you share what those four messages are? And I'll probably have some questions about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I love these messages. I think they are so, so powerful uh, to use as parents, to use with our kids. So um, the first message in this framework is that you're safe with me. So child, you are safe with me. And that's all about what's going on in me that, that affects how I parent. So what's gone in the past? What are my triggers? And also what, what am I dealing with, with this specific situation? What is, what are my feelings that are coming up when I deal with this specific situation with my child? Uh, One of the things that I ask parents is how can you be okay? Even if your child is not or even if your child's behavior is not okay, because when it's so easy for us as parents to get our value from our kids. Mm -hmm. And when we try to get our value from when we don't try, when we look at our kids' behavior or our kids and get our value from them, that puts a lot of pressure on our kids. Mm -hmm. And it means that we aren't going to do a very good job parenting. Yeah. So that is one thing in there. Another thing that I look at with this, this message is what are the toxic beliefs that I have about myself and about my kids Hmm. and how can I change those into graceful truths? Because, because I just think I just thought of them, you know, like I just thought of myself, right? Yeah. Right. Because our, our thoughts lead to our actions. Mm-hmm. Our thoughts affect our feelings, which lead to our actions. And, and sometimes we need to change our thought, our thoughts. Yeah. Oh, like all the time. Yeah. Right. Like I know there's some crazy statistic out there and like how many of the words we say to ourselves, especially as women are negative every single day. It's just right. wild to me looking in the mirror, seeing a picture of yourself, like all of that stuff. And then as a mom with daughters, I feel like that just, you know, uh, exponential toxicity <laughs> right? in a lot of ways. Right. right. So yeah, you know, what's wild to me is the little bit of a tangent here, but the way that my, my children view me is through like the most beautiful lens. Like I walked down the other day and, uh, and I, I, I'm saying this because I, I think that this is a message that a lot of moms need to hear is like, our kids look at us, like we are the most beautiful humans, at least when they're like under, you know, teenagers, <laughs> like, right. you know, I walked on the stairs and my daughter's like, mom, you look so amazing today. And I was like, Oh, okay. You can stand there every day. When I walk down the stairs, right. be awesome. And I just thought, wow, they don't see all the things we see from like the, you know, Oh, like my leg cellulite or like this thing or whatever it is. And like, they just see you as their mom and like how much they love you. And it's just ah, so good. So I work so hard at never picking apart, like my physical body. Like, I mean, I try not to in my own head, but like out loud to them, I wouldn't say like, Oh, these pants are too tight on me or you know, because that like you said, you kind of bring it about and like, then it's into their world. And I don't want them to be thinking about that sort of stuff. So I love yeah. that total tangent, but safe with me yeah. is beautiful. Like I love yes. that. just like, as you could stop there and like that right there. Is, Absolutely. Right? And actually there's a course that I teach that just focuses on that message okay. because it is so foundational 
to our parenting. And when I'm coaching parents, we often go back to that and I'll say, okay, what are some graceful truths for this toxic belief that you're believing? We need to look at that. And I I just did that yesterday with a family that I was coaching and we went back to what are some graceful truths? You are, you are believing a lie. Mm-hmm. What are some graceful truths? And her her lie was that she's responsible for all the damage that's going on in her kids. Okay, mm-hmm. what what are some graceful truths about that? Yeah. You, yeah, and and we came up with four or five, six of them. God, God, this isn't a surprise to God. What's right. happening isn't a surprise to God. Yeah. You don't have enough power to, <laughs> you know, God isn't like that. God does not punish us for years and years and years for the mistakes we make. God uses all things for the good of those who love him. So we were able to counteract that lie with some truths that she could take away. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you're working scripture into the work that you're doing, which I think, you know, from a from a business standpoint, there's plenty of times we've heard, like, don't mix these things into your business, but it is who you are. It's that, like, you couldn't be the parent you personally are without that piece in it. And so it creates this, like, beautiful niche of people that you really want to be working with so you can be free to be yourself and share your values and all of those, all of those pieces, right? So I love yeah. that. Yeah, the 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 framework that I use in coaching comes from biblical truth as a foundation, but it's also brain science and child development and trauma-informed care, and it combines all these things. So many of the families that I work with are followers of Jesus, but some are not. Yeah. And it's still this this framework is yeah. it works. Yeah. Well, I mean it's it's absolutely better if mm-hmm. Jesus is the foundation, but yeah. Yep. These things are just, they just work. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. One of our messages at our church and our youth, um, um, not even child ministry, not even the youth ministry, but I guess both is like, God is not angry and he loves me. And it's just like, oh man, there's so many times in the Bible that like, if you were just reading it, you know, to kids and, and the kids version that they, that they have, you know, it's like, he may seem like he's kind of angry, you know, but the idea kind of to full circle loop this back is like, you're safe with me. That's totally coming straight from Jesus, straight, straight from God. Right. Like you're safe with me. I'm I'm not angry. I'm here for you. And so we are right. in what you're saying is like, we're practicing what he's preaching to us, you know, for us to reflect to our kids. So I love yes. that. Yes. Yes, That's- absolutely. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So what's number two? The second message is your love, no matter what. Mm. And that's all about what's going on in my child. Yeah. So yeah. what is going on in them that is causing them to act this way? Mm-hmm. And how can I understand my child? How can I empathize with them? Which doesn't mean that I agree with what they're saying or doing or that everything they're doing is okay. But how can I give them some understanding? So it might be like, um, oh, it's really hard to share with your brother sometimes, isn't it? So just understanding where they're at. And then how do we connect with them? What are ways that we can show them that they're loved no matter what? And how do we show them that they're loved no matter what, when they're misbehaving, as well as when they're doing good? Because love no matter what means good times and bad times. That's when God loves us. God loves us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
There's no greater love than that. That's love no matter what. And so how do we show our kids that we love them when they do the right things and the wrong things? Well, that one is so hard, Pam. It's so hard. Oh, my daughter, my oldest daughter made some major mistakes this last school year. And as I was like in the pit of my misery, feeling like so extremely lost and just alone, like totally alone. I was like, what did we do wrong? What, you know, all the things. And a mom called me, no idea how she got my phone number. Her name was not in my phone phone. I never pick up. I don't even pick up the phone when I know who's calling. So I, it was weird for me to pick up the phone when I didn't know who was calling and I picked it up and she just spoke so much truth into me. But the one thing she said to me that no one had said yet was you just have to love her. And I was like, oh, I am so pissed at her. I could just punch her, like physically hurt her. (laughs) Not quite, but yeah, well, yeah. And, um, And she said that, and it just like, I bawled and I was like, you're right. She's still my little girl. She's still, you know, I'm getting emotional because it was such an emotional experience, you know, and she needed that. That's all she needed. Like she needed me to love her, not give her consequences in that moment. They came, they came, (laughs) but she needed that right then and there. So, yeah. yeah. So when you say love, no matter what, you know, it's like, okay, that I can hear that. Right. I can hear that. But then it's like, okay, so what are some of those actions? Like when they're, then they so screw up. Is it words? Is it because then you're like, well, I don't want to award this behavior. So what does that look like? Like you're in that moment. Like, what does that look like? Am I just being kind? Like, right. Well, it first it's understanding that when we make mistakes, we don't feel good about it. So how do we encourage somebody when they make mistakes? How do we empathize? And it's, it's that it's, it's, wow, that that's really tough when, when you make a mistake Yeah. and empathizing with them, that's not the time to teach them when they just made a mistake or did something wrong. And they already know, right? That's the thing is like, they don't need me to tell, like she didn't need to tell me to tell her that she'd made a mistake. Like she was very aware. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, depending on the age of the child and what they're doing, that is true. And yes, then we do not need to tell them what they did was wrong because they know it. And, and the other thing is that when we're in a, a state of when kids have an outburst or they're in going through something really hard, your brain turns off that part of your, the thinking part mm-hmm. of your brain turns off. Yeah. You're in fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. You're not able to learn. So it's not helpful for us no. to try to teach our kids at that point. Right. At that point, it's just about regulating, helping them regulate, helping them calm down, helping them know they're loved, know they're understood, soothing that. That's the important part. Teaching can come later. Yeah. Yep. And then remembering that in misbe- misbehavior is a good thing. We don't mm-hmm. want it. We want yeah. to try to, we want perfect kids, yeah. but misbehavior is a good thing for a few reasons. The first, as we talked about, they learn that they're loved no matter what. Mm-hmm. If we do right things, we, we feel like we deserve love when we make mistakes and somebody loves us anyway. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's meaningful. Yeah. But we also, we learn more through our mistakes than we do through the things we do. Right. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, there's a third reason. 
and I know it, but I can't think of it. Um, <laughs> just going to have to let it go. Yep. That's okay. I don't remember the third one. This, but this oh, I know. Yeah. Behavior is communication. <clears throat> and so when kids misbehave or do something that's, that we don't like, or that we don't understand that gives us as parents an opportunity to go, what is going on in my child? Mm. Why did they, I wonder why they did that? Yeah. Wow. And we can, we can look at that. We may not know exactly why, but we can look at trying to meet those needs, whether it's something they need to learn or a a belief that they have, that's not right or whatever it is. We can look at that and we have some information to help. Yeah. That's that it's like hearing things for the, it almost feels like I'm like hearing things for the first time. Although I, I, I see it happen like in our life constantly. Like, for example, we were, we were driving home the other day and it was all five of us in the car, which so rarely happens these days, just with the age of my kids and running all over the place. And we were all in the car. And again, my oldest jumps in the car and she shared with us that someone on her team was mean to her after, during her game. And, you know, her, her personality is really similar to mine. So we both would be just like, Oh, you know, and when she shared it, I I did that. I was like, Oh yeah, that sucks. You know? And then we just kind of moved on. And then her shift in how she treated us all in the car was like, Whoa, what did we do? Well, we didn't recognize it was because of what happened to her because she just quickly like brushed it off and we all brushed it off. And all of a sudden the whole car is just filled with tension. It was like the whole car was just compacted with like sand. We're all frustrated and we're all mad at her. And we're all literally like yelling at her because she's yelling at us. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's in there. She's crying. She's upset. And then I realized, oh my gosh, she told us, she told us, she didn't even have to just be angry at us. She literally told us what was wrong. But when you said behaviors of communication, it was like, oh, she told us. And then she really told us. And That's then right. we had to backpedal and be like, I am so sorry. You know what? We're going to just like, let all that go. We are like, we totally understand why you're so frustrated. Sorry. We did not notice that earlier, but that was hard for me to like, because I was so mad at her for how she was treating all of us. We didn't do right. it. Right. She communicated to us. So it's like, Oh man, I had to backpedal and say, sorry. And I feel like, I don't know, that was new to me. And not that my parents didn't say sorry, but I didn't really realize how often I would say sorry to my kids mm-hmm. for not mm-hmm. having the right answer right away or not like doing it right. Cause I haven't done this before. I haven't raised a 15 year old before. Right. You haven't raised this 15 year old before. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, true. the next one's going to give you different, totally. different stuff. So, you know, and one of the nice things about this framework with these four messages is it works. It works. It's yeah. not a do this specific behavior. It's an overall, it's a lot of heart work. There's a lot of strategies too, but it's, it, it works with kids that are three. It works with kids that are 23 mm-hmm. in different ways, but we're all different. Yep. So, yep. yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Give me number three. Number three is you're called and capable. Hmm. And this is the coaching. This is the teaching. This is the, what do you do with those, with those situations that, well, we'll deal with that 
in the next one. How do you, what do kids need to, how can we affirm the skills kids already have? And then what do they still need to learn? So there's a, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. When our kids don't know how to read, we teach them how to read. Right. When they don't know how to swim, we teach them how to swim. When they don't know how to ride a bike, we teach them how to ride a bike. When they don't know how to do math, we teach them to do math. When they don't know how to behave, we hmm. scold them. Crazy. That's kind of wild. That actually makes me really emotional. How often? Hmm. So typically as parents, we jump right to the correcting. Yep. And we expect that they know what to do before, before we've taught them. Yeah. So this is that. This is that message. You're called and capable. How can we affirm what you already know? How can we teach you what you need to know? Mm-hmm. And behind every misbehavior, there's skills. So mm-hmm. if a child is a good liar, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but they probably are creative. They got a good memory. They care about what people think. So how do we affirm those things and teach them how to use those appropriately? Yeah. That's powerful, just even right there of their weakness. If it's lying, it's a great example. There's other things that circle around that. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, that's not cool. I don't like lying, but I like that there's something <laughs> that is positive around lying. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's teaching the skills of of life like that. It's also teaching skills like how do you problem solve? And how do you resolve conflicts? Those are skills that kids need and we need as well. The first family that coached the the mom said, huh, I could probably use some of these things with my husband too. So some of these skills are just good relationship skills. Yeah. Well, even when you just said that, I'm like safe with me, love, no matter what called and capable, even within like leadership roles. Now mm-hmm. I know it gets kind of mushy, you know, a little sappy, but at the same time, like we're leading humans uh, that are walking on this earth that are loved by Jesus and, you know, us being able to come to them with that. I feel like this is like church leadership, learning these right. things, you know, all of that is so good. As you were talking, I was thinking, wow, this would be a really good series for like a Bible study to go through of, of women or a church group. Or, or whatnot, because just kind of, not kind of eye-opening, really eye-opening. I mean, we talk about all the time, like you hear people say like, I wish this kid came with a manual, you know? And it's like, well, there's a parents coach. <laughs> right? That's right. That's exactly. right. Yeah. I love it. Well, and here's the, this, this is another thing as we, when I just said that the manual, it's like, well, so many people have written books on, on parenting and there are plenty here on my shelf, but if I'm being completely honest, it's not the first book I pick up to read about. And, uh, you know, one book that I have on, on my shelf that I'm like, Oh, I know I need to get through this is love and logic. And I like the teaching in some ways. And there's other parts of it that I like pick up, drop down, but I don't know, you're shaking your head because I'm, I'm sure you're like, you have some opinion on this book. Um, (laughs) not shaking your head in a bad way. I know, but you're just like, yes, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, but I picked up the teen one and I'm like, okay, I can pick up a little couple little pieces of this. One of my kids could be parented like this. The other could not be parented like this. Um, but it starts to get like, oh, I have to memorize this certain way to be right. 
and I have to say something a certain specific way and it feels very clinical. And yes. that's that book and not to just pick on that book, but I feel like a lot of parenting books do that. And it's like, oh, yes. well, we parent the love and logic way or we parent da, 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 da. and that feels very like box for me too. So anyways, like I can right. go on and on. Right. Yes. No, I totally agree. I think that there's a lot of, if, if they do this, do this, if they do that, do that. I love that this, because I can, if somebody asks me a parenting question, what do I do when I think, okay, well, let's go back to the foundation. Let's start with child. You're safe with me. How do we do that? And then let's add on your love, no matter what, what do we do for that? Then let's look at your called and capable. How are we teaching the kids? And so I can look at anything that goes on in parenting through this lens Mm -hmm. and, and go, okay, how am I going to use this with this situation? How am I going to use this with this child? For sure. Okay. We got one last one. One One last. And it's usually, it's the one where most parents want to start. It's the action one. It's, and it is that you are responsible for your actions in your life. This is, this is a different focus than most of what we think of as discipline. This is about making things right. It's about reconciliation. How do we bring our relationships back together? So not about punishing behaviors, but about teaching kids how to make things right. Teaching kids how to take responsibility for their own actions. Uh, And so it's not about making them feel bad or fear or control or punishment. It is about looking at, first of all, what are the natural impacts of their behaviors? So for example, a child touches a hot stove. We don't need to correct them because they've learned that it's hot. We can say, oh, I'm so sorry you hurt your hand. Let's go take care of that. And once it's taken care of, I can say, what can you do next time so you don't get burned again? And that's plenty in that situation. Yeah. Most things for kids, though, don't have a big enough impact. And <laughs> so how do we help them to learn? And we can think about what are, what are, uh, what are ways to make it right. So my child is unkind to their sibling. They say really mean things. How can you fix that relationship? What can you do to make it right? You said unkind words. Are there some true and kind words that you can say instead and help? Is there a true apology? Forcing kids to apologize. I understand the reason behind it, but all it's teaching them to do is to lie. Right. Yeah. So That's not what we want to do. So if they're sorry for it, absolutely say you're sorry. Another thing that we teach about is do-overs. Do it again. Try it differently. Can I, that was really mean the way I said that. Can I say it differently? Can I try it again? Yeah. So fixing the relationship. If I break something in somebody's, I fix it or I buy something else. So it's not about punishing. It's not about making them feel bad. It's not about, but it's about helping them learn how to, how to, how to be a kind and caring and responsible adult. Mm-hmm. because that's what we want. We don't want to have to follow after them when they're adults, making sure they make the right decisions. Yeah. We want them to learn wisdom and to learn to make their own decisions. 
Yeah. As I'm in the, the stages where I'm like, oh goodness, like we, we have a little bit more learning to do and not a lot of years to like right? do learning. Right. So for those parents that are in like the 15, 16, 17, 18 year mark, I mean, I've already seen where the time I actually have with her and, and even my other two now they're, you know, 11, almost 13 and, and 15, it's like, they're in my home a lot less than they used to be right. because now they've got friends that I'm not friends with the mom, you know, like we're not hanging out anymore <laughs> and you know, their sports and their, you know, friend activities, all the things. Right. So we have less time and less influence to be teaching these things. And so the time, yeah, time, I could keep saying time, but it's like, right. oh, it's going away. I, I need more of it. Right. So but there are ways to do it and make make use of the time that we have. And there's plenty of situations and it's going back to the misbehaviors, taking advantage of those opportunities to use them as teaching times, not just I'm going to punish this behavior because you did something wrong. How can I punish it so you feel bad about it? No. How can I help you learn from this so that you know what to do the next time you make a poor choice? Yeah. Absolutely. And that you make a better choice the next time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's it's wild because like, as you've been speaking, you know, I, I think about different pieces with each one of my kids and something you said earlier, and I think you've actually said this to me in person too, was, you know, it's not just a 15 year old, it's your 15 year old and that each child is so unique. So although, you know, we learn these four messages and we have these, each one of our kids is going to need a little bit more of a like kind of twist or shift uh, to be able to figure out, you know, how do I fit in this with them? How do I connect with them in each one of these areas? And that's why you're coaching and having someone kind of hold your hand is so powerful uh, when I first met you and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to work together. You know, my thought was, wow, I have a coach for every area of my life. I have a business coach and I have a like health coach who's, you know, my husband, but that works. Um, you know, I have, uh, you know, um, well, and I will coach with other people too on, on my right. health, right? And then I just kept going. I'm like, I've hired sales coaches. I've hired life coaches. I've, I have accountability partners here. Da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, parenting, which is a big part of the, of your life when you have kids. Yeah. And so it just makes sense. So I love the work that you're doing. I think it's so cool. So can you tell people that are listening right now, how do they get connected with you? What is the best way to get more information? Sure. Um, I do have a, I'm working on a website. It's not quite ready yet. So I have a bit.ly link that gets you to me, but I also have an email address cords of hope coaching at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me there right now. I have a Facebook group called cords of hope coaching group. And I think you can probably put that information yeah, I'll put the links in the show notes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I'll have all that in the show notes for people to grab up. So I yeah. love, love, love that. Um, and your work. So I know this, I'm probably making some assumptions for other people, but you really actually walk people through one-on-one with their families. That's your main thing, yep. right? Where you walk through in kind of a four-part series yep. to adapt each one of these messages for their family, correct? Right. Right. Yep. We start with a four, four series, four session parent coaching. 
And then a lot of people like to do at least one more to like do a wrap up, but that's an extra or they like to meet once a month after that or once a quarter, once a year, just to kind of here's some things that are going on. How do we look at those during through this framework, whatever people need, but they typically coach four sessions. I've coached families with kids, their oldest as young as three, and I've coached families with their youngest as old as 20 something. And it works all the way through. I have families with kids all the way through and it works. I also, I've done, I speak churches, moms, groups, schools, you know, whatever, but my, the foundation is the coaching. Yeah. I love that. And I could just, well, the fact that you brought me to tears two times since we were talking on this podcast, I'm not a crier. So that's a big deal. Um, I imagine you captivate an audience pretty well when you're speaking upstage too. So Pam, this has been like, this has been really good. So I'm so thankful that you were here, that you took the time to share and, you know, my audience is moms like, so, and I know there's dads here and there, but mainly moms, you know, in business and, and trying to do dads do this too. I work with moms and dads. Yeah. Right. So if you have dads who are listening. Yeah. 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 Of course. course. Totally fine. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is like, this is the work, right? This is like yeah. the the stuff and, you know, being able to apply it, like we talked about leadership and all of those things. So I'm just so thankful. It's fun to have, you know, another perspective and another voice here on the podcast. And so, as we mentioned, uh, I'll put all of the information to Pam and her business in the show notes. So you guys can connect with her on there and super pumped uh, to tell you a little bit more about what we have going on September, October, November, you will see at least one podcast episode coming out each week, which I'm so excited about. And one of the biggest projects that I'm working on right now is a brand strategy workshop virtual. So check my website and jump on my email list so that you can hear more information about that as it's coming. So I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week and we will chat with you all soon.